Welcome to Inclusionism. It's 5.38 in the p.m. We got a packed studio today. Um, welcome to my church. Welcome to Harlem. Welcome, everybody. We have, um, you know, two new friends. But I've been knowing for a couple years and from different circles. Uh, we got Mickey Fax in the building. Smicky. Yeah. And we got uh, Micah Brown Wag also one. in the building. Um, dude, I just I don't even know where to start. My, my regular intro is all thrown off because I'm so excited about uh, this particular show. Yeah. Uh, before we get into it first, you know, welcome, guys. Where, Mick, where are you, where you coming from today? I'm coming from the studio. All oh, right, right, right. Yeah, so we talked uh, about two hours ago. Yeah. And you were literally in there. I was in the booth. You called me. I was like... Where's the booth? Is it in the Bronx? You from in, the Bronx? I'm from the Bronx, but from I was in Brooklyn. Where y'all live now? We in the Bronx. We live in the Bronx. Mickey's wife is also in the studio. Shout out to Aisha. Mi- Madam Fax is, is in the oh, is right. in the building, and and her her track is dropping <laughs> next summer. <laughs> no, uh, no. Ready for January, January the baby drops. Yeah. The, the no, baby drops. Okay, in January. Literally right. dropping. So that's a whole new thing. Is this, is this baby number one? Baby number one. So this baby number one. Uh, new dad, new mom. Congrats on that. Thank you. Thank that's you. A, that's a blessing. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um, Michael, where you, where you coming from? You, the you're lab. here. I code. I don't sleep. I code. <laughs> I sleep. I eat. I code. I sleep. I eat. I rap every now and then. I love it. Where, where's the accent from? South London. I'm a South London boy. South Catford, London. Lewisham, Brixton, yeah. all, all of it. All yeah. of that. All of that blood. <laughs> you know, get me. All of that. Damn, I love it. Yeah, and man. you rap. And you I like you. I was signed to Sony last year. To get out of here. Yeah, I was signed to um, someplace called Brooklyn, right. which is like owned by Sony. So. I did not know that. Yeah. But I, and well, until you sent the tracks a few days ago, I was like, oh my god. I, I do be getting bars, right? Bro. So. Yeah. I met Micah, I think, a couple years ago in really, like, nerdy, coder uh, settings. So just to do some bios before these guys get into their own bios, and we tumbled down a rabbit hole into some real uh, nerdy topics with regards to inclusion. Um, usually on this show, we just talk about exclusion and how we remedy the ills of it. But um, so Micah is a, a neuroscientist a computer scientist mm. and an entrepreneur and as a as an entrepreneur myself I usually don't like to put the entrepreneur hat on someone until they started a company and sold a company mm-hmm. like you got to mm. do a thing in the real world mm. and um my man just exited his uh, his second venture, yep. which was recently featured in a couple of different magazines. Forbes, Entrepreneur, Fast Magazine. Hit him with it. Brag yeah. on it. Fast Company <clears throat> for Brain Rap, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine for Sentiment, Forbes for Sentiment, yeah. DMN News for Sentiment. The only thing is, I ain't had no black platforms feature me yet, though, bro. I mean, that's, that's how you should have it. It usually happens. How yeah. many black platforms do we have, though, that will cover sort of... Probably, it would probably be Blavity. Blavity. Enterprise. Yeah, Enterprise. Oh, Enterprise like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see Blavio. They're I really coming up. It's and tech. they do uh, Black Tech yeah, in California. Tech. It's, it's very deep subject matter, though. So, you know, I love the root part. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the root. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they should all be covered, especially where we're going to go today. They should all be covering it. So I'm going to overly simplify what they had going on. So uh, this guy just sold out a piece <clears throat> of that particular firm. So So they're growing. They have some... You know, DOD style government interactions with this very unique tool. It's a helmet of sorts that essentially maps how the brain is interacting with folks. Correct. And how their language is not only interacting with crowds they might be engaging, but also with themselves. And the 
capacity with which I met Micah and was really talking about computer science and predictive analytics. I started a company a while ago called Accrue.com, and we had a, a bit of a predictive analytics uh, platform for stocks, futures, and Forex. <clears throat> Nothing on this scale, but uh, leveraging some relatively old science with some relatively big data to make relatively accurate predictions is what we were doing. And they do a similar thing with the brain that we were doing with stocks. Again, to oversimplify it, they're actually doing something much different. Wow. And so to put that into context, um, as both of these guys are, are recording artists, I'm not. Don't have any rhymes on me. Uh, as a politician, I try to play with a little poetry, but it never lasts more than like a poetry. singular bar. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but that said, you know, Mickey is a you know, full-time working artist. I met him out in L.A. in that capacity with some mutual friends. Uh, shout out to, what's my man over there? Is he with Rhyme Ecology? Yeah, he's with Ooh, Rhyme Ecology. That's how it's called? Yeah. And, Jeff uh, Walker. Jeff Walker. Shout out to Jeff Walker. Yeah. One of my best friends uh, went to like elementary school with Jeff uh, back in the day. So we were just all hanging out in L.A. And anyway, you know, for, for any of you like hip-hop heads out there, you probably know Mickey Fax. You know his work. He just had a new album drop, I think, in September. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Called Enigma. Yeah. So I was just listening to that listen earlier to that today. We're going to try to, like, sneak some of that in here today. Okay. <clears throat> but the kick is, uh, and where I want to go here is Micah's tech mm -hmm. is interesting from a nerdy standpoint because it has a potential to essentially extract or... Let's not say extract. I mean, it, it could definitely extract, but uh, before it starts extracting, it could definitely monitor what's going on in someone like yours. Yeah, right. Head. Like you are, you know, on the level in that group of people who, who do this thing called freestyling, who, yes. who sort of feel a vibe, feel in the moment, who mm. get into the beat, who get into the culture, who get into a particular type of conversation. Right. And while, you know, we all hear from Jay that some of it is a lyrical exercise. I think, you know, a lot of it is um, sort of someone's essence just being spewed out over mm -hmm. the mic. Yeah. And so my mind starts tingling about what his sort of device mm -hmm. could do to your sort of oh, culture. Yeah. That's very intriguing. I was, I was shocked that these guys wanted to me. I texted them randomly like <laughs> last week we had another guest canceled. And they were like, yeah, I'm in the city. I'll come by. Yeah. So I don't know what, what runs through your head when we go there. Uh, that was as, a long intro, but no, yeah. no, 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 I like it. It's good. Long context. <laughs> I had the context contextualize context is this. Good. Yeah. No, I mean, as soon as I got the article, I, I stopped what I was doing. I read it, mm. and I was blown away. Like I was completely blown away. And honestly, I thought it was a novelty. I didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to see it for myself in person. Yeah. yeah. So I immediately said, I will do it. I will stop whatever it is I'm doing yeah. to be here to witness this neuro contraption that <laughs> yeah. you're next to your cerebral to yeah. pinpoint what you're going to say. So yeah. To my dismay, we don't have the device. I here. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're filming. Yeah. We have that device here right now. Uh, oh man, listen. We're gonna figure shout out to Ramsey. Out. We'll, we'll get it down from Boston when we get We're gonna figure something Ramsey allocated for that. So mean, yeah. this is episode one. This yeah, is uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, double side. But I, you know, I have so many questions. Hell, wait, man. This is what I do. So yeah. you know, I mean, just from a standpoint of as a freestyler. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when we're freestyling over a instrumental, mm -hmm. and you're an artist, so mm -hmm. you kind of understand this, 
you want to stay within the pocket. Right. So the pocket is the ba- the barrier between, you know, where you're trying to kind of be. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that limits you from going over that bar if you're conscious of that and you're trying to also fit in the rhyme pattern. Right. So it's like mm. what what part of the brain yep. does this what is the device called? This is there's two devices. There's the emotive, the uh-huh. brain wrap emotive and brain wrap neurable. Brain wrap right. emotive basically like creates audio and also visual and right. what we call um, spatial temporal understanding. Right. And then the neurable does full spectrum uh, neuroscience on your lyrics. Okay, so the neural the neural board is, is what yeah. I want to get Yeah, it's, that's what's yeah. the hardest thing to get hold of as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to know what part of the brain does yeah. the neural board tap yeah. into. Is it... Is it a is it a fraudulent thing? Is it a Sigmund Freud thing mm-hmm. where it, it taps into repressed memories, mm-hmm. or or, or uh, mm-hmm. is it something that is is it a moving part that's happening within your frontal lobe? Mm-hmm. Is it a cognitive thing? Mm-hmm. You know, because for me, that's why it's m- the most intriguing. Because mm-hmm. when I'm freestyling, I'm cognitive mm-hmm. of knowing that if I say right now I'm chilling here, sitting next to James. Mm-hmm. I'm already know I'm saying James, but I already know the next line has to rhyme with James. Mm-hmm. So I'm already, my mind you is already. You know crazy? What if you, from this, we're, we're able to, all right, so the best way is to, let me back up a bit. Not <laughs> something crazy. So, so let yeah. me give my background first, yeah. yes, and then yes. I'll give what we did, and then I'll answer your question. Okay. So I graduated uh, university at 18. Okay. Um, there's wow. an article online about that. If you just Google Oxbridge College, Michael Brown comes and up. He's young. What are you? You're 30. I'm 30. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make the thing on the 30 list, yo. Yeah, uh, I'm angry about that. Which one? Yo, though? can we change that, bro? Anyway, uh, so <laughs> come in. We'll sort it out. So I, yeah, so there's an article about that. And when I did that, I did um, bioinformatics, which yeah. is uh, biology and computer science. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this was 2009, and the field was very early. So there is what's called the second generation of machine learning right now. There are three forms of machine learning. There's supervised machine learning unsupervised machine learning and what we call reinforcement learning, mm-hmm. right? Supervised machine learning is there's a bunch of Ubers in New York and I know that there are 100 Ubers, so if there are 100 Ubers, there are 1,000 journeys that can be taken, right? Times 10. Unsupervised mm. machine learning is how many Ubers are there in New York? Machine, go figure that out. Reinforcement learning is let me predict where the Uber price is going to be in 10 years based on how many people take Ubers today and how many will over the next 10 years. So those are the three types of machine learning, right? Right. So when I was in university at Oxbridge College, I was exploring supervised machine learning when it was very, very early. So Google DeepMind, you guys probably sure. heard that. Yeah, so um, Google DeepMind was just coming out with what we now know to be modern machine learning, which yeah. is actually neural networks. You hear this term banded around neural networks. For a while, there was what was called linear machine learning. Learning, which is where you yeah. tell the machine what to do. Right. So it's like, okay, machine A and B and C and D. And that was everything. Trading, finance, everything. Yeah, well, I worked like that. Right. And what actually happened in the 1950s was there were a bunch of computer scientists who said, it's actually possible for the machines to think for themselves. The mm-hmm. DOD gave them a bunch of budget and they failed. And then every computer scientist after that was only just tell the machine what to do. DeepMind uh, dared to think and they dedicated tons and tons and tons and tons of resources. And also the person who um, was originally responsible for that was hired in the 1950s, was hired by them. Mm. And they created what we now know to be neural networks. Right. So now all of a sudden it's 2009. I've just graduated university, Oxford College. And I'm like, let me look at this field. Sure. And so I'm looking at this field and I'm, I'm working at the time for Barclays. And this was uh, just, I'd actually just come out of that job and the recession had happened. I'd built a model at Barclays, uh, something called the SIV Lite mm-hmm. with a bunch of other people. 
Um, and it's basically was part of the mortgage crisis. And I'd used some of my <laughs> training. I, I kind of scared over that yeah. deliberately. <laughs> I used some of my shout training. Out crisis, shout out to the mortgage crisis. Created Micah Brown and the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I used that to kind of test the capabilities of supervised learning. And I found, so one of the forms of supervised learning is called the support vector machine. Basically what the support vector machine is, so if you have a graph, right, you've got X, Y, you've got the line up the middle, direct proportionality, that's what it does. Sure. It figures out like what the derivatives of direct proportionality are. Sure. And I, I used that and I figured out that actually when you derive far enough from that line, you actually get right back around in a circle. So that's a vector graph. Mm. So you know like the, the four split? I follow you. Make yep. eight. Right. And actually what you do on a vector graph is the closer you get to point zero, you actually come back out on the other side. Yeah. Right. I figured that. And, uh, and actually, that's how I was able to create that product. So then I took that information to Aon, which is where I also created the first data warehouse in Europe. Aon, the, A insurance, the company. insurance company. The, the second insurance or first broker. biggest. Yeah, I think Marsh, Aon, they compete to be the first biggest, second biggest in the world. Yeah, so they're they are a broker. They write the majority of the insurance contracts yeah. around everywhere. Around everywhere, a everything. commercial real estate. You name it, they're insuring it. Yeah. And um, when I was there, shout out to Nina Boone. Um, I was there for like a year building that data warehouse, but it wasn't really machine learning. Sure. Nina was my old boss, and she was like, look, in this region, a bunch of the salespeople always make up their numbers, and I need you to come up with a machine learning algorithm for us to see if they're for real or not and make them sell more. And I was like, cool. And actually, this is before I actually initially enrolled in um, the early stage of a PhD that I'd later drop out of. But I was like, there's something interesting here. Like, sure. sales information... Yeah. Right, is actually psychology information. If I say as a salesperson I'm going to do $2 million a year, when sure. actually I can do four, I'm under. They call it underbagging and sandbagging. Sand, sandbagging, sandbagging right? right. Yeah. So what if you incentivize a salesperson to over sandbag, but sure. you actually measured them on what they were under sandbagging? Mm. Right. And you real-time looked at pretty much everything they did from the meetings they took and everything you created. That's called insurance. That's risk management. Exactly. Yeah. So, but when you lay human data on top of that, yeah. you get real-time behavioral management. No, yeah, that's what I mean. So you can, you know how they're going to perform even though they exactly. tell like, yeah. And we made so $100 million dollars from that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's what like, you know, some of it, very, 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 very small number. So, yeah. right. I, well, he had a question. I was setting up context for the question. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah you're good. Right. We, we want to know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. That was a lot of context. So, I'll, I'll shorten the story a little bit. So, then I, I discovered this that's thing. Right. I was like, human-computer interaction. Yeah. Went through the early stages of a PhD at Fielding University. Dropped out of it. I didn't really get through my beginning thesis even, to be honest with you. And then after that, I was like, that's where sentiment came in. And sure. that gets to what you're talking about. The part of your brain that you use. Sentiment is the name of my of second company. company. Right. Yeah, the first was Film Funder. Did he just exited? Yes. Right. Sentiment.io. Yes. If anyone's looking for the website. And basically what happens is there's this thing called broker's area on the left side of your brain. Broker's area. Broker's area right here. And basically what it does is it decodes all of the, the neurons around your brain into language. Mm. And so when you're rapping, what you're actually doing is your broker's area will probably be physically bigger than a normal human being's. <laughs> Literally. So like, it's like what, a mutant. Like human a mutant. loop. And, and, yeah, yeah. A few of y'all. Y'all yeah. got more. Literally. That's why they heads are lopsided. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. it's, good. it's good. Is that why these be need a different shape of bro? That's a battle rap line right Somebody there. Somebody likes it. Somebody they just had room for flow come out. They should be picking up battle lines on that one. Somebody that was good. Like, that was good. <laughs> but yeah, so that's the answer to your question. But the, the neurable actually goes over the occupational which is at the back because when you really get into it, and I do this when I'm high sometimes i see my lyrics 
I can actually see my lyrics. And that's when I rap better than when I'm even sober. Because what's happening is I'm visualizing them first and I'm just reading them back to myself and I'm moving around. I'm sure you do the same thing. Wait, but I just saw two eyes pop up at the same time. Is that a thing? That That's happened to me only one time. And but so your wife, uh, she's off camera, folks, but her eyes lit up too and looked at Mickey when, when Micah said that he can see his words. Now, I don't smoke. Well, I smoke tobacco and so I can't see anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm wearing glasses right now, but... So tell us about validate. So that's a thing that has happened to me only it one happens to me every time. I'm time. I'm, and I was, I'm sorry. I was, we, we were supposed to take a break, but I just I don't know how we can. But let's go. I was high, <laughs> I, I smoked weed. You have to be high, and I, I'll explain why in a sec. I smoked weed one time. The very first time I smoked weed. Mm. Oh, you don't smoke? I don't smoke. Okay. I haven't smoked in 14 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I smoked weed for the very first time. I will never forget this. Mm. And there was a beat on, mm -hmm. and I was freestyling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I actually you see the words. saw the words. You see the words. It was the scariest thing I've ever... But it was incredible. Yeah. And then it makes you rap at a different level. Yes, because it was like I was picking words. That's what I do. That's how I freestyle. The, out of the air. That's how I freestyle. I want to pick words out of the air. <laughs> We're working on some marijuana some cannabis legislation. But okay. we'll so, talk about that in a okay. different show. No, so, so when you said that, that's the reason why my eyes lit up. Now, my yeah. question to you is, yeah, yeah. is there a way to access <laughs> that? I have it only because I use this device. Without marijuana. Yes, I have it only because I use this device. So the device allows you to see the words. So what because it, it goes, oh, it has a screen. Because oh. it has a yes. screen. So you want to hear something crazy. It's called recall memory and something called the mirror neuron complex. We're experiencing it right now. The mirror neuron complex is when two people use the same part of their brain at the same time to do something. So right. like right now we're talking, I'll say a concept and you understand it. You go into your hippocampus, which is your memory. You defile everything. That goes to your amygdala, which is your emotional center. Your emotional center goes to your um, V23, which is your visual center. V23 says, I, I remember that. That, mem that memory, it's got an emotional association, it's validated, kick it to your prefrontal cortex to say something about it. Right? That's insane. And I was tired before I got here. You know? So right. what's actually happening though when you do that is it's a sub so you know you when you freestyle, right? Right. All right, so some people freestyle and they have basically remembered lyrics and they're just moving the cadence around. You know what I'm saying? I don't do that. If you ever see any videos of me rapping online, I'll be using mad. I'll be like rapping about a periodic table. I'll be playing with the lyrics. I'll have like a double bar line cross and then I'll have like a double cadence change. But is that because of your vocabulary or is that? It's partially a bit of both, yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times uh, some freestylers such as yourself who has a vast vocabulary, you can talk about a lot of different things. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the freestyling ability comes into play whatever mm. you're whatever you're most into if you're into yep. like me personally i'm into comics i'm into yeah. sports DBZ. i'm into movies oh, yeah. i'm into fashion you know what i'm saying uh and and whatever's around me i'm going to freestyle about that right. i'll go there right, so right. he's going to go to the periodic table yeah. what he's learned in school and whatever he enjoys to do as a hobby i got to listen to all your stuff now you know <laughs> and i got like periodic table but all nerdy bro i got like a whole cache of nerd fans they fuck with me hard. <laughs> but, like then, but then, but then, but then, but then, memory. Yeah. But then, yeah, someone, yeah. someone like Lupe, who yeah. when he freestyles, he needs a, a slower tempo beat, yeah. so it can be a stream of consciousness, yes. like more of a conversation. Yes. It's not a oh. confined within the bar structure. Like I'm OCD when it comes to the bar structure. Yes, I gotta be. You want to hear something crazy about that, bro? Yes, that's a superpower and it's a restriction. Yes. Because so like someone like Lupe, what he's actually doing. All right. So if you 
we don't remember anything. We actually don't remember anything. What right. we're doing is we tell ourselves stories backwards. So you take pieces of what you actually do remember and you'll assemble them in a story. So like an example of this is there's a show on Netflix about um, memory, right? And this is probably the best example of this. It's called uh, Memory Recall Destabilization. And basically what happens is, uh, or what happened in this example was there was a girl, she was um, on the day of 9-11, she was looking over the Long Island Sound and she saw smoke bellow over the water the day of 9-11. Only problem was her school faced the other way from the water. She wasn't in school that day and she she wasn't in school that day and school faced the other way from the war how did she remember so what actually happened was she was watching it on tv Mm. it was so traumatic for her to watch that she completely blanked out about that time then later on when someone asked her about what happened that day she subscribed to the zeitgeist of everyone else's memories right yeah. So now yeah, what's yeah. crazy for us as freestylers, though, is that's an advantage because what? So, well, so I'm more of like a nerdy vocabulary. Sometimes I'm not going to lie. I'll be lazy and I'll just drop mad words in, in a good order. Right. And like real rappers will know they're like, you're just taking words and you're just playing with them. Like, yeah. But someone like Luke. James do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They're not the greatest words, but he'll do that. But it's hard, right? I mean, but like, like someone like, like Lupe, he's using a part of his brain uh, called the occupational lobe, which is his visual cortex, right? What he's actually doing, though, is he's got a... Did, a definite neuro pathway. All right, so, so I have to back up a little bit. So the neuroscience trifecta is non-adrenaline, dopamine, and serotonin. There's lots of other chemicals like neuroempromethine and lots of other complicated things, but those are the three main ones, right? And it's your neutral. Um, dopamine is I'm, I'm having a good time, and serotonin is it's not negative; it's more calm. Now the crazy thing is they all do different things when you combine them. So like uh, non-adrenaline, that's actually a group a group of chemicals, but we we'll just call them non-adrenaline as a group. That if you use it when you're happy allows you to be able to remember things better. So tell yourself stories backwards better. Actually, though, the thing that puts us at the top of the food chain is to be able to tell ourselves stories in the future and permutate about which one's actually going to happen in real time. Mm. So that is actually at the center of our technology. You know, I love where you're going with that. I mean, I was, I was still stuck on that song that Nas did, Backwards. Uh, yes. Rewind. Yeah, yeah, Rewind. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But wait, so wait, guys, we got to take a, a really quick break right. and... I'm not going to take a long one because I just want to keep this going. I don't want to waste time on a song. So we'll be right back in, cool. in two seconds. Do you wonder where you fit in these changing technological times? Is the system excluding you or including you? I'm James Felton Keith inviting you to tune in to Inclusionism, a new code of equity every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. I'll interview leading activists, academics, diplomats, and business people about what it truly means to be included in the 21st century. That's Inclusionism, every Sunday at 5.30 p.m. on WHCR 90.3 FM, The Voice of Harlem. It's the same effect as when I see people. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we didn't stop talking during the break. We just, we, we just had to play the uh, station ID. Shout out to WHCR 90.3, hey. <laughs> The Voice of Harlem. But... Um, as, as we get back into this, so I know Mickey has even a few more questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to be facilitator here. I'd rather him ask his questions, mm-hmm. you answer questions. Mm. But at some point, we got 30 minutes. We really have about 20 minutes. At some point, we need to dig into how this knowledge, uh, how this predictive knowledge about Mickey's ability to see words in a cloud a literal cloud, or mm. a, a, I guess a, a a cloud that's a figment of his mm. imagination. I'll actually tell you the science. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, now I'm thinking about what is a cloud real mm. or not, but yeah. I guess it's actually real. It's real. It's real. This is a really freaky show. This is cool because 
Is that like two? Is it, yeah. You know how people say third person. Is that like second person? Are, are you seeing? Are you seeing words in second person? So the thing right. is, the way. Hold on. Wait, yeah. Just to, here's the deal. If you see words in a in a first person, in a second person, like if you see them visually or mentally, because you like, let's say, if you get high and do this thing like we were talking about earlier, mm. the real crazy part is if they're reading your brain and then storing it. Mm -hmm. Like the reason I got stuck on the word cloud. And this is a nerdy show, so we can go all the way here. Our, our listeners will go there with us. Right. I just couldn't help but think there's an actual cloud, like a computer cloud, like cloud. stored somewhere. Like yes, unit. of everything that you're thinking. But not only what you're thinking, how you're thinking it, and the potential of how you might have thought it. So there's dendrites. So anyway, keep going. Sorry, you got, you got a question but, you yeah, want to kick off with? Yeah. I'm 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 blown away. I, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm high right now. I yeah. would love. See, my thing is, I would love to experiment with it with with the device yes in terms of someone freestyling without it and mm -hmm. then putting mm -hmm. it on that's what's in the videos online that was the whole point of the exercise yeah but i i i you want to see it here yeah no yeah, no no yeah. not even see it here i would need it to be something that the world can see yes with someone that they are Familiar, uh, familiar with, with a Kanye or a Lupe or whoever. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. now we need to call Viacom. I got to. friends. That would be good. Because now it it, it, yeah. it expands. We're still raising it. money for this stuff too. Because so. <laughs> then it, you can. Because we my own money in this. Yo, can we just take a sidebar? Like, okay, right. So, man, I'm from Catford. You get me? Like, I yeah. came up on water. And what? jerk chicken. And then I was in a bank, and yeah. then someone gave me a green card for some reason, and then yeah. I managed to come here. Like a word. Yeah, wow. that's yeah, how you. Yeah, were, yeah. yeah, I have a what's called a, I have a genius visa. They call it. It's like I just always yeah. see you everywhere Jeez. around the city. Yeah. <laughs> Last time we saw each other, we were on a panel about yeah. uh, entrepreneurship and buying companies up in Albany. Right. For yeah, black caucus stuff. I actually get so stuff you like do that with dip the time. into politics and out. I do. I'll get, this some, is a political issue. Some stuff. There's some stuff I'll tell you about that she's gonna break your mind in a second. Yeah. But the long story short, bro, I'm like, you, it, it's like a kid from the Bronx doing what I'm doing. I think there's this interesting, like, social bag around me, though, because I'm English. Like, right. you know, when, when, when I sit here and, and when the listeners here, I say I'm from Catford and I went to Deptford Green and I know P Money and I went to the same school Stormzy went to and all this, all this stuff, right? It doesn't really, like, hit them as if I said, like, I'm from the Bronx and I went to, like, some school in the Bronx yeah, they and know, I got, like, a yeah. 1.0 GPA and then I got shot yeah. and all this. It, it, you know what I'm saying? But that's it. And for me, it's kind of mad sometimes because I'm like, yo, I, it's really me doing this, right? Anyway, like, so the, run the hood is everywhere. The hood is I'm everywhere. I'm Detroit. I mean, you know. But I've been self-funding yeah. a lot of stuff. We have God two investors. <laughs> Shout out my two investors, Mark Downey um, and Ken Lang, the yeah. only two actual people who ever gave me money. Yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. There was, like, safe investors. Oh, yeah. Well, we, Shout out to PhDs, of, too. Anyway. We've had a lot of conversations about that, about sort of yeah. racism and, and fundraising yeah. in general. My, the company I mentioned earlier, they had to move to Hong Kong right. because we couldn't find... We got a Chinese investor who we were talking to, and I've, I, now everyone knows me, and it's still the same thing, bro. Like, no, yeah, it's, it's how are we going to be, like, in fast company and ting and people... Anyway, the point I'm making is, like, I've actually been self-funding a lot of this. We're actually just at the point now where we're raising money for it. So what you're talking about would be good because... It, and, that, and we can do that, and it'll be out there in the news, and it's like, all right, cool, this is also an entrepreneurial and also a person of color and a science thing, which I feel like, especially in rap, bro, I love rhythm and flow. I love all this stuff that's going on. But you take someone like T.I., people don't realize the depth entrepreneurially that T.I. has, even from a show like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, we did coming up, but yeah, I mean, he was like, 
Yeah. So well, but it's we, that we, we need to change our narrative, bro, because it's like, yeah. for me, I, I have the opposite effect. People see me as a neuroscientist first, which is cool, and that's amazing. Sure. We I, even used it on the site. Right. It was a, it's a yeah. sexy word. And uh, the only reason I started rapping was because. Sexy, sexy word. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, good SEO. Yeah. Good SEO. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's digitally. But we, yeah. that's what you. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I, I sidebar, but I just want to say I've been yeah. funding all this myself since my exit. And no, Mark and Ken, so we need to raise some money, man. So, any rappers yeah. out there that want to get on the charts and get Grammy nominated, hit me up. Well, no, so, so that would be dope to pr- maybe even like. Uh, document the process of recording. I, I mean, I think with, that with the device that would be incredible because again, you're you you ha- you would have to look at someone who's freestyling, who has been freestyling all of their career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the fans can kind of get an understanding of what their freestyling sounds like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you yeah, freestyle, there's yeah. repetitive words that mm-hmm. you use, like I'm coming through, and I'm coming through. Right, they need a they need a word to lean on. So then when you have have this device that they put on after they do their regular freestyle and then they do it again it's totally and it's a totally different experience now you have a gold mine on there. Oh so you you were both saying that you think with the device it would be a different experience put than- on a beat uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but you there. don't have the device here. I'm going to show you something's going to blow your mind up put on a beat. Okay. Uh, well here I'm just going to go is the is the theme Any being beat. good the Any the will be the what break okay. I'll go break. Okay. We're going to take a a quick break. And we will come, we will come right back uh, with the beat. That's the time I learned. So I, I,
Right. No, yeah, we're back. We're back. We, we've been talking the whole time about... Uh, so I guess we're about to, you know, yeah. do this freestyle thing based on... Uh, yeah, stuff. So let me first of all explain just on the beat. So if you hear this, it's like a... Hold on. Yeah. It's like a 90... No, it's not even that. It's like, this is way slower than that. It's good, but I'll just count it. Yeah. That's a one, two, three, four, five. That's a double diatribe. That's a jive. Never seen man come through. W-H-R-C-R-6 and it's true. You see, if you change the word band there, that's the word band. No fair. I drop on the hi-hat. Yeah, in the place where I come down, that's a hi-hat fair. I kill in the mecca, the figure, the figure, the flow. Don't get it twisted. That is the flow. That's the different two levels. Oh, with the place of the bevel, that's a shave. That's the metaphor way. I'm metaphor two out. I don't play. Yeah, he gets it right there. Cause I double the drop and the killing the muck and I'm calling them in the fair. When I might admire fair like they never seen. Cause I'm Sun Tzu like that. Promethazine is the zoo to the scene. Cause I zoo in the smoke fruit. Don't get it twisted. The animals are smoked too. Smoke man like they couldn't catch. Right off the dome. That's the okay pole to you snatch. Anyway, let me get scientific with this <laughs> and that. Yeah, I'm talking about what they never seen. That's the one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the flow. That's a different way. Stay on their toes. Different metaphors. I stay with the punchline, though. Because the punchline miss on the setup, the punchline isn't really this. So, like, he, he, it was very technical what I just did, but no, he. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was picking up at least that there's some. There's some nomenclature that, right. to use the word down from it, that you all know. Right. I'm like, I don't know what these, the, this and that but is. But the beat, so if you hear what I was doing on the beat, I got you counting, counting right? Yeah. yeah. So I you see the way was I was counting. rapping really fast? It's yeah. usually very hard to say anything at that. So my was confirmed. It's like, if you're going like on the 16th notes on, on, on like a 90 grime speed 140 beat, you can only think like five words in front of where you're going to go. The only reason I can think like 10, 15 words and make it make sense is because I use a device now. So, yeah, that's right, it. That's right. what it comes wow. down to. That is, wow. I know Grimes. Okay. So, here, I'm just going to bring this music down. I tried to find that track you it's were It's all mentioning. good, bro. I think I, I managed to make it work with the jazz team, I think so. he made it work. I, yeah. I'm, it was the counting that mattered, right? Yeah, that's what I was getting so, at. So, right, b because this software makes it all math, mm -hmm. you can count and forecast. I never used to be able to do that. The language that yes. you can start to pick. I never used to be able to rap like that before I used this thing, bro. So, let me ask this question. Yeah. Because I'm more of a technical MC. So I know. I'm, I've seen your shit, and I love it. I love that, bro. Thank you. Yeah. So I'm more into syllable counting. This is what I came for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, into, I'm more into <laughs> syllable counting yeah. when I'm freestyling. So, or if I'm just rapping, period. So if I was to uh, say, uh, like, neuroscience, right? Mm -hmm. I would try to make a rhyme. Like, it was like, yo, we sitting here with James and Micah doing neuroscience. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, drop, break. Yeah. But then I would try to make a rhyme with neuroscience. So it'll probably be like. In the Mayans. Euro. Crying. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's Euro timing. Like yeah. Double your, your money is a so Euro timing. You see what just like, happened there? Yeah. That was the mirror neuron complex. We had about seven words that we could have selected. But because of our cultural differences, different things in our, our life experiences, we yeah. chose different words. That's actually what the device does. The more brains that it has to scan, the yeah. more it can predict stuff. And actually, that's one of the really cool things about it, because 
all so in a cipher what's actually happening is everyone's actually on a big whiteboard writing out words on syllables and all that's really happening and when people look at a cipher and they don't know how to rap they're like how do you know what the oh, yeah, we're amazed <laughs> you're like, it's like looking at magic you know how they say black people love magic right I mean, right. but it's mirror neuron complex you start right. to narrow down the number of neurons that you're using in everyone's brains and everyone's working on the same problem in computer science the p equals np problem is actually the basis of that and actually one day i should sit p down equals np so it's like if there's no, I get it. I get yeah, the yeah. Equation. so that's yeah problems and solutions but that's what it is that's what actually if you take everything away that's one of the things when we were doing there's a documentary coming out where it's filmed the whole week where we did this i was working with like some dope 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 neuroscientists data scientists and there's a scene in it where the big thing that we kind of kind of got tripped up on was we could predict speech. So, like, there's two versions. There's the one where you see, like, the waveforms and an audio, and then there's the one where it's with the VR experience. You sure. remember that? When we were building the VR experience, there was, a, I think it was, like, Wednesday, we built everything, and the algorithm that we were using couldn't go more than two words ahead. Mm. And I was like, why, why can't it go more? In the other one, it was able to go 10. What was happening is because... It, with brain wrap version one you put the headset on one person and it's just analyzing the tones and everything and it's looking at a dictionary and then all right this is what's happening so it looks like it can go 100 it's not what it's really doing is just resolving a dictionary to what you're thinking right with the second version it's truly predicting what you think mm. so it can only do that if it has a number of samples from other people and at that time we only had two samples oh, it's got a then we gave it five and yeah. then what's in the video happened so that's great i mean so Here's the deal. It would be wild if... So I feel like hip-hop is everything now. I think the first time I felt like I realized that is I'm a big Antonio Carlos Jobim fan. And when I heard, to make it specific to this table, when I heard Amy Whitehouse, yeah. uh, Winehouse's white girl from London singing a Jobim song that from Brazil. Hot. She was singing Girl from Ipanema, one of the most iconic old songs ever made. But the drum kit, <sighs> the background was all hip-hop. Yeah. which I never heard before. Usually when people sing Girl from Ipanema, even if Ella Fitzgerald sing it, they sing it to a Jobim tone, right? It sounds very Samba-esque. Mm -hmm. But I, it blew my mind. This was maybe about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, everything is hip-hop. Yeah. A white girl with a beehive from London is hip-hop. Yeah. And, and Nas and Quest Love, Lover. So I was like, that must be a thing. Mm -hmm. So to that point, I think what would be crazy here is if... We've already mapped the human genome, we and we've started to make humanoid versions of uh, the animal cell since 2010. Mm. If we mapped the brain, which is a, an active effort, not only at MIT, but across a lot of other places, mm -hmm. if we did that based on the cipher that happens via hip-hop, mm. number one, that would be revolutionary. But number two, as, as a black man. Yes, sir. Here in Harlem, yes, you know, on 138th Street in Amsterdam, I'm, I can't help but think, you know, what is the culture worth? Mm -hmm. I can't help but think about people like Henrietta Lacks, whose cells mm -hmm. were used to map the human genome mm -hmm. when she died from cervical cancer. Now we get to why I built this thing, bro. Exactly. This so this is why I did this. Don't get arrested in here, but <laughs> okay. talk to Mickey about I'm it. I didn't try. hear about it. I'm, I'm gonna try. Yeah. yeah, I need to scan through. Literally, what is classified and all right. Um, so wait, let me let me let okay. me give him some context in real quick. So, folks, before we came on, so this this product is it's slightly on lockdown. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a just department. It of, it's, it's a department just, just of defense lockdown. product yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It's a department of defense some aspects product. of it. are, so yeah, sure, yeah. So so uh, <laughs> right. So a, a government is using this product to potentially not only predict, and this is where people I think go in this data driven age. 
I was just talking. I was on the phone with a, with a friend, uh, Jaron Lanier, who mm-hmm. is like the the father of uh, augmented reality mm-hmm. out at Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar, you know everybody Google Jaron Lanier, and we we're really talking about soft power. Mm-hmm. We were talking about policy because he knows I'm you know running for Congress, and, mm-hmm. and we we're talking about some other things. Can you call some people who mm-hmm. can give some donations? But aside from that. We were talking about soft power and the ability to, if I know what Mickey is going to think, mm-hmm. to start to push him around. This is where we get and to the clandestine right. territory. Exactly, mm-hmm. where it doesn't feel like I'm punching him in the face saying, right. do this. Right. But I'm telling you, like, you should name your kid. So so in 20, XYZ. so I found it, I found it, all right, so back up a little bit. So I was working at Aeon until 2014, and then I worked at Viacom in 2015, and then I founded Sentiment in 2016. And um, and I dropped out of the academic thing that I was doing at the time. All right. So by the way, talk about mapping the human brain. Um, Alexander Huth, Peter Gallant, the Gallant Lab. Sure. It wasn't completely done. They only did it for six people, but they did that. There's this. We saw some. Yeah. Yeah. So the Gallant Lab was that. Yeah. And then so um, I was I was near that project, and then after that I, I left. And one of the things that really struck me when I was at Viacom was like, so I was VP of content distribution there. Sure. I used to work for a dude named Jeremy and. If it was on a screen at Viacom in North America, I was managing the technology for it. Sure. And, you know, I go to certain places. People don't really know I'm a tech guy. They're like, oh, Viacom, you get me signed. I was like, no, bro, right. but whatever. Right, because you show up just as a they're like black guy. Can we talk about music? And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Apparently, what? though, you can't talk about But I was, I was like, okay, so there's these guys all trying to get signed. There's all these rappers out here. Bro, like. You know what a 360 deal is, right? A 360 deal is slavery. So wait, let's go into yeah. all right. Well, you go into it. Yeah. But then I wanna I wanna dig into yeah. Well, what it's like to be an independent artist. Yeah. Uh, wait, Which is why I did well, maybe this. Maybe we're just going right it. there right now. Are you avoiding uh, going into one of these? Because I don't even know what a 360 deal is. But what the 360 deal is? Are you deliberately who you are? When I um I did my first record deal in 2010. Mm-hmm. Like, could you be like Hammer and wear a shiny suit or? Uh, I when I signed, in, <laughs> I signed. His wife was like, "Nah, uh, nah, bro, blood. Come on, be serious." I signed in. Yeah. I signed in uh 2010 to yeah. Jive Records. Nice. Okay. And because in the new era of the internet, mm-hmm. I had already established a fan base. I had already established mm-hmm. some uh, sponsorship deals with different uh, companies such as Honda and EA Sports and Puma. So, like, I had came into my particular uh, record deal mm-hmm. not being 360. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So mm-hmm. the ancillary income that mm-hmm. Michael was speaking of off air, mm-hmm. such as touring, you had it already merchandise, uh, 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 licensing. Mm-hmm. Um, Publishing, even sure. yeah. uh, royalties, sadly, even yeah. these things, I was null and void for because I had already established myself as a new artist. But there are new artists who come in, as he said previously as well. Yeah. They give them a lot of upfront money to a young mm-hmm. child or a young mm-hmm. teenager or a spend young it on adult. a chain, go get a Bentley. Right. I've never. If you see any of my pictures, even when I first started, I never had jewelry on, just a watch or you know this bracelet my wife bought me. But aside from that, like I've never been a jewelry person. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So I've always been very uh, conscious of what I spend my money on. Mm-hmm. Not to get off topic though, when you ask me, am I avoiding a record deal? I'm not avoiding one, but I'm also not pursuing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this. Uh, uh, it's always better, they teach this in finance, it's always better to use other people's money to 100%. get things done. <laughs> However, 
in the music industry, there are so many different intricacies within certain contracts that they want to be able to loop in and try to get your money in some way, shape, or form. You know, whether come back for theirs, yeah. Right. So I, I just prefer to finance and fund my own projects or go with a distributor who mm. will give you a low amount of money mm. so the overhead is very low but you're capped at what you can or cannot do unless you want to be able to use your own resources to finance your own projects mm. and that's what I've been doing for the past I would say five six years now after I left the label um and, you know, every year I've seen an increase in my annual income mm. to the point now, you know, we're finally cracking. I haven't cracked six figures in, since like 2010, you know, mm. well, since I was signed, really. Right. So, you know, I'm back on track to where I was, but it took some time. It took a lot of building mm. and reformatting and figuring out. You had to build out. an institution. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, I. You know, my dad is always like, yo, you need to, hit, you know, create a hit record and you need to do this. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, you know, there are guys that created hit records in 2006 when and I first came out and they're yeah. not here anymore mm-hmm. and they're not making money off of it. And it was a long time ago. I mean, yeah, we about the same age. So, yeah, that was a minute ago. <clears throat> yeah, we were adults. Yeah, in 2006. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a thing. Uh, so, but, so, but now, like, my mind is tingling on, on this if you were sort of the Henrietta Lacks, are you all familiar with Henrietta Lacks, by the way? Mm-hmm. The story? A uh, little bit. So, right. Uh, a book was written about her called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. Look it up. Everybody listening should, should look it up. I've seen two calls come in, by the way. Just email us. I'm not going to take any calls today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the, ki- the, the kick is her cells were used to basically cure polio, mm. to map the human genome with, mm. like all these new HIV AIDS drugs that we have. Wow. Uh, so many other seminal research uh, opportunities for curing bacterial and viral diseases, her cells were the research subject for. And she passed away from cervical cancer a while ago. A, a A guy named Dr. George Gee kept her cells and basically commodified those throughout um, the university system, Mm -hmm. at which point sort of joint partnerships with uh, institutions, Mm -hmm. uh, for-profit institutions, created the modern, um, the modern, not only pharma, but I would say, you know, biotech and, and medical industries. Right. And look, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I just think that as we're sitting here talking about uh, royalties and 360 contracts, right. the question should be begged, what is she worth? You know, yeah. if, if a mother's milk is data now, so much what is she worth my, when my her kid is like, dumb? Like a computer. And yeah. A, it's like I feel like sometimes I'm ahead of time. I thought you guys to have like a breakdown. Back, like, I'm like don't nosebleed. We'll, we'll explode. Yeah. So there's three things I just got again quickly. The Brain Act 2013. Bless Big Man Obama. Yeah. Big Man Obama. Big man Obama. 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 <laughs> Obama. He knew about this, right? The he Brain knew Act. About, yeah. Go about. there. And yeah. the Brain Act was basically this way to um, to stimulate neuroscience research. Yeah. My whole career would not be possible without what he did. The reason he did that. Look at Obama. Obama's out here, bro. He's out here. Obama's out here. He's, he's on the boat. He's outside. He's with Michelle. He's in my mind. He's. I was gonna get anyway. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, yeah. But long story yeah. short, like it's that, and and the reason that relates to what we're saying is like, so it's amazing to hear you talk like a businessman, bro. Right. Thank you. I appreciate. Because i you know, when I was signed, I won't say a lot, no names, but I met some guys, big guys. Oh, I got my chain, and you got like, you got fifty grand in the bank, bro, but. You make eight million dollars a year for your label. Right. Do you do math? 
Like, how how what's going on? So it's that exactly like you're like almost like the cutout model of why I even started this project. Right. Just to get people to feel like because the crazy thing, I got a TED talk about this. I did a TED talk about this, right? It's all in there. Go check it out. We're gonna post it on the site too. Definitely, that'd be good. And like that was made for these chain dude rappers, and I broke down everything that you already know in that. When you put the brain rap headset on, you literally get to see what you're worth. And like, so this takes it back mm. to the programmatic advertising side. Mm. So you know, like your representation, your physical representation online, whether you call it your clout score, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's uh, your Facebook programmatic ads. So when you're on Facebook, the hour that you spend browsing is actually worth 80 bucks. Every really? hour you spend browsing on Facebook, Facebook resell to an advertiser basically for $80 crazy man. but then there's a chain that happens from that for, through yes. another another mechanism yeah dsps it's yeah. called the exchange systems what app nexus do right yep. if they're selling that data that file when you go into the wpps and the publicists yep. and the ipgs it's and the comms of the it world comes to billions yeah the, the process that they call, have called amendments of what they will buy a record for and mm-hmm. then amend other people who want access to that record and that for gets it, to write it's a whole market thing. it's a whole thing and then when you start to so put all think, those together and you consider how many people are on these social sites it's not just Facebook. It's every Everything. social media site that you know continuously gets created. And this is how they, you know, create monopolies, and this is how huge amounts. Yeah. Right. people don't when, realize when rap becomes a monopoly, not a monopoly, but a social media site. Mm-hmm. Like when when every conversation you have, mm. let's look ten years down where this device is extremely tiny and it, it may leak out and become everywhere. Mm-hmm. When every conversation you have is a so a social, you know, universe of Utility. itself. Again, the question goes into what should you be paid uh, for those things? You want to hear some numbers, bro, that's scary? The music industry is making $10 billion less than it was, and it's still making almost a trillion dollars every year. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. That's Trillion. A, everyone always talks like the it's US down, market. Still, no, no, no. They're talking about the label segment yeah. of the industry. Right. Yeah. Streaming oh, yeah. has increased almost a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm on a family plan on Spotify right Bro. now. I mean, and you gotta remember with streaming, you're handing them your behavioral data yeah. and you're listening to the song. Yeah. You're you're sitting there at 4 a.m. Um, listening to whatever that indicates whatever about your behavior that they then retarget back to you to make you listen to the same song over and over again. That's called a conversion. When you get a conversion, when you get the free version of Spotify, you listen to an ad. When you listen to an ad, you're literally making Spotify money in real time. Well, I think it's also like you're basically a walking radio station. You're a walking radio station. Yeah, you really are. You know, and I mean, that's... I mean, that's what they, you know, that's what they're here to create. You want to hear something crazy, though, bro? Like, this stuff is all... Yeah, go. I I, I wish we could... Oh, we got... Oh, my God. I wish we could keep going. It's it's, it's 628. Um, I hope that both of you will come back. I hope two things come from this. I the hope, device. I hope the least, device. I hope yeah. The device. I hope we we'll come back and we can and we can run with the device yeah. and do something live. But I also hope there's some sort of broader initiative comes. Up. I think something else can be done here. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to reach out to if you guys know any. It probably I mean, needs to be a high profile. Together. Yeah, that might be good. Like y- y'all, I think between y'all, y'all know everybody. Yeah. Like uh, whether they're in av- like ad tech and mm-hmm. neuroscience or whether they're in yeah, the industry, industry rapping. Yeah. Like y'all already know everybody. That's cool. right. So this seems like this should be a sort of. A side venture. We should definitely do I don't want to, you know, yeah. I'm a politician now, so I can't design any more new companies. It would just exhaust me and it would rack my... I'd be calling y'all every week like, did you do this? Did you do that? <laughs> but I just think something should come out of that. I would love to have both of you back yeah, uh, to, to have a, a longer conversation. But um, any any last thoughts? Nick? Yeah. Uh, 
uh, MickeyFacts.com if you want to check out anything I've been doing over the past uh, two, three months. Uh, Enigma's out, you know, cop some merchandise. Uh, you know, that's about it for me, man. Yeah. Follow me on all my social If you're sites. in the hood, you ain't poor. Your brain is literally worth money. It's literally worth money. Check out my TED Talk. That's what's up. So on that note, we're going to play um, the song I like to play so much, Cash Rules Everything Around Me, and uh, we'll be back next week, folks. Talk soon.